You're listening to the Creating Your Own Path podcast, episode number 33. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jen Snyder, and as always, you can listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or your favorite podcast app. You can also catch a new episode each week at creatingyourownpath.com. This week, I am very excited to share my interview with Anne Sage. I have been following Anne's work for years, but I finally had a chance to meet her thanks to our work with Clementine Daly. I've always been incredibly inspired by her work, so I knew that I wanted to catch up with her while I was in L.A. Anne is a creative through and through. She's a writer, creative director, and community builder who has an eye for design that just cannot be matched if you ask me. In the interview, we chat about her upcoming interiors book, the reality of maintaining an online presence, and how we creatives need to get to know ourselves in order to get out of our own way and maintain our creativity. I think anyone pursuing a creative career, whether you work for yourself or for someone else, will get a lot out of this interview. So let's get to it. Hi, Anne. Hi, how are you? Doing great, and thank you for letting me come crash your, your house here to do this interview. I really well, appreciate the it. The pleasure is all mine. Thank you. Uh, okay, so I have been a fan of your work for some time, but for those who maybe aren't quite familiar, um, can you share a little bit about what you do for a living? Yeah, absolutely. So the bulk of my income is through my blog, which I feel extremely fortunate to say, and that's been a very long time coming. Um, I work with brands and agencies to create sponsored content that supports, you know, pays my rent and pays my car insurance. And then I get to, for all of the other blog posts, just talk about things that interest me and excite me. And then because I am a freelancer, as with any freelancer, I have to fit in other jobs to complete the puzzle. So I'll pick up a styling job for a photo shoot, or perhaps I'll do some copywriting for a website. Really um, a lot of different things, but all under the umbrella of creating content. Okay. So what about your background? Can you talk about that a little bit and tell us how you got to this Yeah, point? for sure. How, how back do you want me to go? <laughs> well, I'm always curious to hear kind of the trajectory. So did you always know that you wanted to be a writer or, sure. you know, yeah. that sort of stuff? Um, well, as for always wanting to be a writer, I remember pretty distinctly when I was in elementary school, I decided I was going to be an author, and I wrote my first novel, and it was 300 handwritten pages on notebook paper, and it was about puppies and kittens and dollhouses. Of course it was. And, and then I, I got it into my head that I should be a doctor, I should be a lawyer, you know, I should be something uh, more linear, and my family is all doctors and lawyers and scientists, and so... Um, you know, there, there certainly wasn't pressure to go into those fields, but that was just the paradigm that I understood. So I went off to college and started in the sciences, and pretty quickly, I would say, with organic chemistry, realized that <laughs> <laughs> I was not going to be a doctor, in fact. And um, I started taking English classes and fell in love with with literature and creative writing, and, and of course had always been a big reader and writer throughout high school. Um, and then something that I've, 
I've also always loved to do was cook and sew with my mom. My mom and my grandmother were both very crafty and very much into interiors and fashion. So that was always a big part of my life as well. And when I finished college with an English degree, I um, moved to New York City to start an interior design degree. And it was sort of uh, the same wake-up call that I had with organic chemistry when I realized, oh my gosh, this is actually a really technical field as well as a creative one, and I'm, I'm not so good with numbers. <laughs> so I left the interior design program and found myself living in New York City, had to pay rent, so I got a job as an intern at a boutique marketing agency worked my way up, ended up doing consumer strategy and working alongside designers, um, graphic designers, and really honing my eye by seeing what they were doing in, in concert with the strategy stuff I was producing, uh, which was all really cool to me and really exciting, but there was still this piece of me that felt like I wanted to be creating more. And so simultaneous to when I was at the agency, I was always keeping my eye open for editorial jobs. Basically, I wanted to work for Martha Stewart Living. Of course. <laughs> I feel like that's, that's a dream of a lot, right? a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, an entire generation of women can, can state that dream. Um, but as with, with a lot of things, if you don't know someone in the industry, you're pretty out of luck for getting your foot in the door. And this was around the time that blogs started to become a thing. So a mentor of mine said, well, you should start a blog. If nothing else, it'll be a creative outlet. Maybe it'll operate as a running resume of sorts. So that's what I did. And that was in 2008. Uh, I have been blogging ever since. I think I've missed two weeks total um, <laughs> which is pretty nuts to think about. But then, um, you know, in addition to the blog, I've expanded the list of things that I do. I was the co-founder of an online magazine and did that for a couple of years. Um, let's see what else. Uh, I've done ghostwriting for social media, copy for big companies. I mean, really, it's it's been amazing to watch social media emerge from nothing to an entire industry's worth of people who are making livings off of it. Absolutely, yeah. It, it's it's pretty insane to think about, but it's it's also cool at the same time. So, and I kind of want to talk about that just a little bit. I'm going to yes. segue into the internet. <laughs> so, when I was doing research for the interview, I kind of I went to your website, mm -hmm. and um, on your about page, you kind of talked about your professional bio, and then you had your actual bio. Right. And I I loved the um, dichotomy there, you know, you've got, this is what I do, this is how I can help you, right. and then I really like pancakes and bacon, and <laughs> you know what I mean, and this, if you really met me on the street, this is what absolutely would, yeah. you, you would see, mm -hmm. and so I liked that because I feel like online, sometimes we have that um, facade, or, and it's expected, you're expected right. to have a very polished uh, website with the proper content and the proper um, copy and all yeah. that stuff. But if people walk into your house, they get the real, real Anne, you know? Mm -hmm. And so how do you kind of navigate that gap? It's totally, yeah. If there's a, great a gap, question. you know? Yeah. And there, I would describe it less as a gap 
and more that what you see online are facets of me, but not the whole picture. That's a good way to put um, it. And as far as where I'm at with it today, it's definitely been a journey. I've gone through periods where I look back and I'm like, whoa, that was way too much overshare. <laughs> I, I needed to rein that in um, because it, it's it's pretty easy to forget that um, what goes on the internet more or less stays on the internet and that people's impressions of you are lasting and this this is ultimately my job and so I should be conducting myself in the same way that I would if I went to an office. I wouldn't necessarily be telling all my office mates about my personal drama. Uh, so for me, I, I had to find a way to figure out what is the line between sharing enough about myself to um, both engage people and, and help them relate to me. Because that is, that's genuinely part of what I love about what I do is, is connecting with people online um, by, by sharing things about myself that, that are maybe relevant to them as well. But also... Um, Respecting both my own privacy as well as the dignity of the, the audience that I'm speaking to. And, and so where I'm at with it today is that I think of my online presence as, like I said, a piece of me, a piece of what I value both visually and conceptually, but um, I don't talk a whole lot about my personal life. Uh, I've been through some painful things in the last couple of years, and, and I'll allude to it, but not, you know, air my dirty laundry. Right. And, um, and also, it's really important for me to keep it positive. Real, not fakey, fake, smiley stuff, right. but, but uplifting and supportive of what we're all trying to do. Okay. I like that. And it, it's, it's something, obviously, I deal with as well, you know, trying yeah. to make sure that I don't. Um, be, because part of it is also... Uh, so often the real personal, the really deep personal stuff, it's not just your story. Exactly. There are other people involved. Oh my gosh, that's huge. Yeah. Right. And, and that is, um, probably the biggest reason why I haven't talked a lot about the things I've been through personally in the last few years is because it's not just my story to tell. Um, okay. So let's transition just a little bit because let's I want to, I want to talk about your book. Oh boy. I know. <laughs> so... Correct me if I'm wrong, but you finished writing it last year. I finished writing the book in September of 2014, so okay. about six months ago. Okay. And when does it come out? It comes out this fall, okay. fall of 2015. Okay. And what can people expect from it? Can you talk about it, even if we can only talk about it in broad strokes? Yeah, okay. absolutely. So at its core, it's an interiors book. Beautiful photos. I'm so thrilled to have had Emily Johnston as my photographer. She's hugely, hugely talented. Just, and she's got this vision that I, I feel like I'm writing her coattails on this book, to be honest. Um, and what Emily and I did was we, she flew around the country shooting all these beautiful homes of people that I found through my network. And sometimes I was even cold calling people I met on Instagram being like, hey, nice house. Can I send my photographer? But bigger than that, um, it's a personal growth book. And the overarching principle of it is that 
yes, our homes are driven by aesthetics, but they can also be the embodiment of how we want to live in a more abstract way. So what are our values? What are our goals? And how can we design our homes to help us further those goals? I love that. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you. Uh, Okay, so a lot of people listening might be interested in writing a book, whether they um, actually want to write a novel or they uh, maybe want to position themselves as an expert in that way. Absolutely. So do you mind sharing a little bit about the journey? We'll we'll talk about the, the... honest, dirty truth of writing a book. Okay, please. I would love that. I would love that. And, and it's being traditionally published, we should say. Yes. So, it, I'm, I'm working with Chronicle Books okay. as my publisher. Okay. Yeah. So, so tell us what the All journey right. has been okay. like. Um, I will say that uh, it's one of the more excruciating experiences of my life. And I don't think I'm alone in that mm-hmm. as far as, as authorship goes. Um, writing a book, sustaining a level of interest in the same project for that long a period of time is really difficult, especially when you're coming from an online background. And my day-to-day existence is, okay, write a post, put it up, forget about it, move on. And so here I was with this book that from conception to um, completion, and honestly, it's not even complete yet. We're still, we're still working on on edits, uh, it's been two and a half years. Wow. Oh, I can't <laughs> so, imagine. Yeah, it, it, it's a long journey. That said, you, you have to really keep telling yourself this will all be worth it, even when you don't truly believe that it will be. <laughs> and that's where it helps to have um, a really strong support system. I, I don't know where I would have been without my editors, without my agent who was amazing, and my family and friends who who believed in me when I didn't. It's so true. The support system is really huge. Massive. And so, you know, you talked about how you, when you were how old? Eight, Eight or something, you wanted to write a novel. And so... Or you wanted to be an author. Yeah, I wanted to be an author. Okay. Which for me at the time meant writing and writing novels. Right. And handwritten even, yes. which is pretty pretty amazing. <laughs> so was the book writing process a shock to you or was it what you thought it would be? You know, I think um and and maybe this is a little like pop psychology babbly, but but I'll say it. I think the reason I had avoided it for so long is because I knew how intense it would be. Uh, all my life I've had this urge to, to write, but it's really difficult to spend that much time inside your own head. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and indeed, that was one of the hardest parts of the book, was, was just how, even though it took a team of people, at the end of the day it was a very solitary project to be churning out all those words and debating with myself okay this word that word this sentence structure that you know I knew I knew that it would be um psychologically difficult and it did indeed prove to be that okay okay (laughs) you know I'm in the process of drafting a book but it's I know but it's like I said, drafting. Uh-huh. It's very, 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 very beginnings of it all. But uh, even that has me scared to death. Yeah. Because it's, no, it's... Um, part of it is that it, it's going to be on paper. Yeah. And you, coming from the online background... Right, you, you can't take it back. You can't take it back. You can't say, oh, d- just kidding, let me pop in and, and right. make that edit. 
so it, it's, it is a scary, scary process. Yeah. The, well, there's a quote that I'm trying to pull up here um, that is, to me, it, it's the perfect description of writers and, and why writing is so hard and why it takes a certain type of person. So my favorite quote about writers um, is from Margaret Chittenden. And she says, many people hear voices when no one is there. Some of them are called mad and are shut up in rooms where they stare at walls all day. Others are called writers and they do pretty much the same thing, which was absolutely my experience writing the book. I think the amount of time that I spent fretting about it versus the amount of time I actually spent writing is so hugely disproportionate. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. So again, getting in your own head about it is, is half the battle. The worst part. <clears throat> so as you were writing the book, mm-hmm. you were also blogging regularly because you've only missed two weeks. In- right. And, and those two weeks were when I was writing the book at the very okay. end. Yeah. Right before my deadline. Okay. I just kind of dropped off the face of the earth. <laughs> Well, you got to do what you got to do, but you were, so you were contributing to publications, so you were still doing all of those things. So how did you manage all of that? Yeah. Well, I would say not very well. Okay. Um, and, and looking back, you know, you do the best you can and, and I did fine. I'm still alive today, but definitely there was a sense when I finished it that I was crawling out from under a rock Mm. and I feel as though I've spent the last six months trying to regain some of the growth and momentum that I had prior to starting the book, which of course is important because I want to have a broad enough audience to get excited about the book. So, you know, going to more events and being more active on Instagram, just all of the many different platforms that now have to be managed. Um, I, I had to put those as much on hold as possible while I was writing the book. Okay. And so my follow-up was kind of, did you have any strategies in place at the time, but are there any strategies that you would, maybe things you would do a little bit differently or? Um, that's a really good question. And it's not one that I've necessarily given a lot of thought to, I think, because I'm, I'm just so relieved it's over. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe maybe I do need a post-mortem on, me, on the whole experience. You know, I think that probably a big part of it would be managing expectations better because I I didn't want people to think that I couldn't do it all. And so I would commit to things that I would then have to back out of. Whereas if I had just said no from the outset, then everybody's expectations would have been managed better, including my own. Uh, I, I would have felt less down on myself for for letting other people down. Um, And then also, I think a a big challenge of writing the book, and indeed of being self-employed and working from home, is you you start to feel very, very isolated. So even if it means forcing myself to go to the coffee shop more, that's a dog, um, (laughs) forcing myself to get out and work around other people, even if I'm not necessarily working with them, that was something I retrospectively should have done more. Because once I did start doing that towards the end of the book project, I feel like I was a lot more productive. Oh, fascinating. Okay. Yeah. So it was just a matter of, again, not just getting out of your own head. Yeah, getting out of your head, getting out of your space, both physically and and mentally. Okay. I like that. So 
So the book is done-ish. It's mostly, mostly done. There's like tiny refinements to okay. a couple elements. Okay, so I hate to ask, but what's next? What's I, next? <laughs> I mean, you, obviously you have to do the building momentum again. Right. And um, a lot of people think once you write a book, you just, you're done. Right. Like your job ends, which is not the case. You have to promote. You have to totally probably tour. Yeah. Probably do all yeah, of this stuff, absolutely. right? So... For sure, when the book comes out in the fall, I'll be doing some traveling to promote it. In particular, focusing on the cities where a lot of homes in the book mm. are. Um, and then, more broadly speaking, the arena of personal growth and holistic wellness as it applies to lifestyle, that's my biggest area of interest and of moving into. Uh, as I'm getting older... I'm caring less about the pretty shiny things um, simply for themselves. I'm like, okay, pretty and shiny can be great, but to what end? Uh, I think that to build a more sustainable living for myself that I can feel passionate about and committed to long term, I want to start delving a little deeper into some of those topics. Okay, I like it. Okay, Thank you. potential second book yeah, second book. oh gosh <laughs> sorry I don't need to, I don't that's need like to that's like you. asking the lady who's just given birth when she's gonna have another one <laughs> okay I retract that statement <laughs> oh, we'll take that back if you had one bit of advice and not just about book writing but if you had advice for anyone who's trying to get into a creative field mm-hmm. we have a lot of people listening who Maybe they have their nine to five and they're looking to get out right. of it or they're just in the beginning of things and it's really mm-hmm. difficult and mm-hmm. a struggle. So if there was one thing that maybe you wish somebody would have told you, what would, what was that thing? What was, what would your advice be? Yeah, I think the biggest piece of advice I can give people who are just getting started in a creative field is get ready to get to know yourself really really well and to not always like what you see but be prepared to have to deal with it because not only for the sheer mechanics of workflow can you stand in your own way but you can really stand in in the way of your own creativity um so the the type of introspection that comes with being in a creative field even if you've got a boss that you're answering to, you still have to go away and, and make things that didn't exist before, that are coming purely from you. Um, it's, a, it's a really hard slog and um, ultimately rewarding, but, but there are days when it's, it doesn't feel that rewarding and you still have to do it. Right. That's great advice. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm here nodding in agreement because... Uh, over the last three years, I have gotten to know myself much, 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 yes. much better. All your, all your successes and all your foibles. Yeah, well, and insecurities and mm-hmm. all the things yeah. come to the surface. All of the things, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and the other thing is you, you think you'll have beat something and overcome it and be like, all right, well, you know, solved that problem. Um, and and our, our personality quirks are tricky and they'll come back in a slightly different disguise. And it's like, Whoa, where'd you come from? I thought I dealt with you. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, and I feel like that's, um, that's just life, but working for yourself in particular, it brings everything really quickly to the surface. Absolutely. So, um, and so 
just wrapping things up, mm-hmm. for those listening, where online is the best place to find you? Well, the place you can find me most frequently is Instagram. And that is Instagram.com slash City Sage. Okay. But then, of course, I also have the blog that I've been working on since 2008. And that is my name.com. So, AnnSage.com. Perfect. Well, thank you, Anne. I thank appreciate Thank you your time. very much. This was a pleasure. That was Anne Sage, my friends. I cannot wait to see what's next for her and to finally get my hands on that new book of hers. We will definitely keep an eye out for that this fall. In the meantime, if you'd like to follow along with Anne's work, you can find her at annsage.com. That's A-N-N-E-S-A-G-E.com. And over on Instagram at citysage. That's C-I-T-Y-S-A-G-E. And if you decide to share a picture of where and how you listen to this episode of Creating Your Own Path on Instagram, be sure to tag us both and use the hashtag CYOP where I listen. As usual, I've linked up to everything we mentioned today over in the show notes at creatingyourownpath.com. And remember, if you've enjoyed this episode, head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Thanks for listening, you guys, and I'll catch you next time. Thank you.